Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City. I'm broadcasting today from the beautiful bright red desk on a nice, sunny, kind of, sort of, morning in August, uh, almost August. It's July 29th. This is the weekly weather for that week. Uh, the eclipses are here. The eclipses are here. Have you noticed them? Uh, certainly, they've been very active in my life. Um, and hopefully they've been active in yours in a nice way. I've had a couple people go, well, you know what, eclipses are here, and like I'm having good things happen. And I'm like, they can bring good things. They don't have to bring bad things. What they do is they move us along on the continuum of life, and they say, hey, this is where you're going next. So when we have an eclipse, what we do is we go, okay, we're moving forward. Uh, forward, forward, here we go. Forward, forward, here we go. And then we go, oh, wait, wait, am I, am I ready to go forward? And you are. You're totally ready. And this week we have nice aspects to get us moving along. Uh, We are between two eclipses. There's another one coming in two weeks on August uh, 11th, next Saturday, two Saturdays from now. But what we're doing as we go through this eclipse period is we're really working here with process and with emotions and with feelings uh, the nodes of fate are in the sign of Aquarius Leo, and the Leo North Node is saying to us, this is your path, this is your path, this is where you're supposed to go. Remember, everybody has Leo somewhere in their chart, and wherever the house of Leo is, that's where you're supposed to shine. So I had somebody come the other day, and they had a lot of planets all over the place, but they had the sun ruling the third house. So I said, well, you know, you're really supposed to write with this chart, or you're supposed to communicate. And they were like, I don't know how to do that, you know, and kind of got a little teary and felt blocked. And, you know, we started talking about what the fear was and where it came from. And because the sun rules the third, they do have a real magical gift for communicating and for helping people understand things. So look to where Leo is in your chart, and that's where you're supposed to shine. That's the house. In my case, Leo's in my seventh house. So I was supposed to work with people one-on-one, face-to-face, and I do as an astrologer. And in my earlier career, I worked in sales and in computer program and working with people one-on-one all my life. Um, And part of Leo rules my sixth house. So my sixth house, Leo, is my home and my family, my health, my pets. If you've ever been to the apartment, you know I have very nice cats. Uh, I have wonderful employees. I've always had great coworkers. Uh, people I've worked with has always been one of the joys of my life. I mean, I'm a Virgo. I love to work. So the, having the sun co-rule the six is great because I'm a happy worker. So watch where your sun is, and, and that's where the universe is trying to direct you. Now, the nodes of fate are going to be in Leo through November. So your job is between now and then, now and November to get make sure you're doing your path and doing your fate and doing your fortune. And the eclipses this this summer are really designed to say, you know, that's preventing you from doing your work. So we're gonna we're gonna move that out now. So if you've had things leave or you've been leaving things, it's all part of the universe aligning you. Because once we get into November, the nodes of fate are going into Cancer, where everything wants to really grow. So you want to make sure you're growing the right thing. Right? You don't want to grow something bad. You want to grow what your path is. You want to grow your purpose. You want to grow your life. So that's part of what the energy is for. Now, the eclipse we just had uh, was very potent. Uh, we had one on Friday. 
and um, it was a full moon eclipse. It was visible in, not in the United States, but it was visible over in Europe and in Antarctica and across the uh, across the uh, whatever that is, the Indian Ocean. Thank you. I'm having a little blank there in my brain. I'm doing this show early today because I have a lot to do. And I thought, let me just make sure it's covered and everybody has it. So uh, so I'm not quite awake yet. I'm still working on my coffee. So the eclipse will be visible through the one we had on Monday, uh, or on Friday, rather, will be visible through Australia, Antarctica, Western and Central Asia, Africa, the Middle East, South Africa, Eastern Caribbean, most of Europe, South Pacific Ocean, the Indian Ocean, and the Atlantic Ocean. Now, the interesting thing about this eclipse is it's apparently one of the longest of the um, century. It was, a, it was an hour and 44 minutes, uh, which is a long time. The beginning of the full eclipse was 1930, Genesis Mean Time, and the full eclipse ended 2113. So that's a longie. And the rule of thumb is for every minute it's a month. So this puppy is going to last for a while in terms of the impact on your life because it's going to last an hour and 40 minutes. Um, so that's 60 plus 40 is, what, 100, and, 100 months? Yeah. Um, 104 months, 44. So that's a long one. And that's, you know, that's kind of what people say. I've never actually paid attention and counted the months. But when it's a long one like that, it's, it's a biggie. And this one is big because it's right on the nodes. I mean, the, the nodes were five and the sun was five and everybody was, everybody was excited. It was the note, the, the sun was 445. And then it also takes us back to uh, January and then to October. And, of course, we've been having a lot of stuff here in the States uh, around the administration and who knew what when. And the Russia investigation is heating up, for sure, for sure. Um, and the electronic voting machine hacking, heating up, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Now what we're in between now and next week, when we get to the next eclipse which is a nice eclipse. That's a nice one coming. And that one's on the 11th. And that one is at 18 Leo. Um, that, what we're doing between now and then, is full moon to new moon. So full moon to new moon is releasing energy. Okay? So this next couple of weeks, a lot of releasing going on. And the eclipse that happens next on August 11th is visible in Canada, Northeastern Canada, Greenland, Iceland, Scotland, Scandinavia, Russia, Mongolia, northern mid-China, Korea, and the North Atlantic Ocean. And it's best seen in northern Russia, which will have 68% coverage. That's a partial eclipse of the sun. So that's going over Russia, Vladimir's land, right? Um, so we'll see what that brings, because that one's in Leo, and that one is at uh, 1842 Leo. And that's a new moon eclipse. So one of the things I was watching you know, at some point on my computer, you know, that Facebook, they broke that um, Claire McCaskill, the Democratic senator from Missouri, was hacked by the Russians, and Google has, or Microsoft has figured it out. So now the Russians have changed their tactic and their approach. Of course, they're smart, too. Um, so they go, oh, we got caught. Better do it another way. So, uh, so watch for developing news. Obviously, this is, where we're, this is where the eclipse is taking us from a geopolitical place. But in your life, watch what 18 Leo has, right? What's going on with 18 Leo? 
and pay attention to that energy because that's where the next new moon is. But between now and then, release, 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 because it's full moon to new is releasing time. The moon's getting narrower and narrower in the sky, and we should be letting go of things. And also, you'll feel the energy. You may find that you're feeling like, I just I don't have the energy, and I'm kind of tired. I'm, I need to go to bed. I'm exhausted. Remember, Mars, the planet of go, 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 is go, 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 and backwards, right? And he is go, go, going backwards towards that no to fate, uh, which he doesn't meet this week, but he is going to meet in the uh, next week. Um, but the sun is in Leo saying, okay, we're supposed to shine in this area. And he does meet the note of fate this week. So he says to us, okay, we're ready to go forward uh, on this whole new adventure in direction. right?" And so watching where everything moves and how it all moves is important, an important parcel of where we are. right? So... Um, We'll go forward now with the moons. And recognize when we're looking at this week, uh, even though the eclipse energy is over, what it does by by taking the light energy out, by the, the sun and the moon and are in a full moon position and earth moved in between the sun and the moon, by taking out the electromagnetic pulse that we get from the moon, because we, we get the light, we feel it energetically, well, by that going away, it causes like a shift in the energy interiorly in us, uh, the same way the sun when the sun goes away. You know, we are we are light light beings. We we work off our pineal glands. We work off the what light, what light is going on in the world. It guides when we go to sleep. It guides our circadian rhythms. So when the light goes away, it's a big deal. It it like goes ooh that's gone, and there's a shift. There's a shift in the energy that's important and that also makes everything move in a new direction like strobe light think of eclipses as a strobe light remember when you were dancing with strobes and the person moved and then the light went off and then the person moved and the light went off and and they kept it was kind of like an old film you know those flickering old films it's that energy so watch as the lights go out what it brings up for you emotionally and of course because these eclipses are running between zero and nine uh, the Mars rather the Mars retrograde is zero and nine, and all the energies are very low. All the planets are very low in numbers. Think about stories from age zero to nine, particularly age stories at five, uh, that are holding you back. Old stories, old old things you tell yourself that you don't need to tell yourself anymore, because it's changed. And that's what the eclipses are for. They help us see where we need to change, where, we, where we're done, where it's finished, where it's letting go. And if you find things are breaking or stopping working or expiring, that's all eclipses because they're like, I'm, I'm done. I've done enough. I'm finished now. Um, okay, so let's get your moon papers out. Today the moon is void. Today the 29th the moon is void all day. Went void this morning at 525 a.m. Eastern. And it goes into Pisces tonight at 7.28 p.m. It's in Pisces uh, Sunday night. And then on the 30th, it's Monday the 30th, it's in Pisces. And Tuesday the 31st, it's in Pisces. And it goes void at 6.42 p.m. Tuesday night with moon opposite Venus, which causes us to have an energetic shift and also is a separating aspect. So the moon in Pisces opposite Venus, Venus is in Virgo, right? 
so our feminine principles aren't working well together. Of course, Venus in Virgo isn't one of her favorite signs anyway, but she is um, just leaving a trine to Pluto that she had earlier uh, this week, and um, she had on Friday night, and she is uh, moving in Virgo, moving along in Virgo. So the Moon and the Sun are going to have a little dance, and they're going to have a conversation about the feminine, about what's important. So watch for women in the news, uh, because that when the opposition happens, the Moon is the public opposite women in Virgo. The moon goes bright and early into Aries. And, of course, that's a separating aspect, so good for letting go of things for you personally. On the August 1st, bright and early at 6.54 a.m., the moon goes into Aries, and it's in Aries Monday, Wednesday and Thursday. And it goes void at 10.52 p.m. with a trine to Mercury. Retrograde Mercury, though, remember? So moon and Aries forming a retrograde Mercury trine. And, of course, picking up, as it does forming really a grand trine to Vesta, home and hearth, Mercury. So Monday and Wednesday and Thursday, great days to clean things out, get rid of stuff, release things. Then the moon goes void at 10.52 Thursday night, and then it is void most of Friday. Remember, we're in long void moon periods because a lot of planets are in the early degrees. Saturn's early, Uranus is early. In a couple months, Jupiter will be early. So when we have that... The planets tend to have long, we tend to have long void moons. So on Friday, uh, 3.51 p.m. in the afternoon, on Friday afternoon, moon goes into Taurus. And it's in Taurus Friday afternoon, Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, it goes void at 7.46, Sunday, August 5th, it goes void at 7.46 with a trine to Venus. So now the moon in Taurus is trining Venus, so then whatever they got rid of, <laughs> you know, nature abhors a vacuum, right? So whatever you, whatever you got rid of on Monday and Tuesday when the moon was in Pisces saying, pitch this stuff, you you put new stuff in that corner, right? You, you fill that drawer. Um, so that energy is moving forward, and then it goes void at 7.46 p.m. with that trine on Sunday. And then at 9.32, quick void moon, only a two-hour one, it enters Gemini and Gemini is the 6th and the 7th uh, going void at 353 with a sextile to Gemini, uh, to Mercury, rather. So moon in Gemini sextiling Mercury in, in Leo. Now remember, Mercury was going retrograde, so your ghosts appear. And these are big ghosts. When they come back, you go, wow, you're a big ghost. Now you can also trigger a ghost. You know, I had a couple people very upset because they were breaking up with boyfriend or breaking up with girlfriend, and this is breakup aspect, but you're breaking up on a Mars retrograde and a Mercury retrograde. So you're really breaking up with your old stuff, internal stuff. And so if partner is reflecting for you the old stuff, or you're reflecting for them their old stuff, then they go, okay, I, you know, this isn't a good place for me. On the other hand, because people are giving themselves spaces in this retrograde, in this eclipse, it doesn't mean it's over for good because we are retrograde. Mars is retrograde, Mercury is retrograde, every planet in the sky is retrograde. What we're doing is we're reconsidering. And we can return. It doesn't mean it's done. If we get to the end of October and it's still broken up when Mars clears his shadow and all the planets are moving direct, and we have a new Venus star point on October 26th, if you're still broken up then, I'd say, yeah, it's done. But if you just broke up 
like tomorrow or yesterday or last week sometime, or really since Anthony Kennedy quit. <laughs> um, I don't know that it's over. It might be. I'm not going to say it's not. But don't take it personally. Take it as bringing up your complexes. They dumped you, and you're now all upset. Well, go look at where it's where it's hurting your insides. Because the eclipses are designed to clean us out and help us. And if you were reminding them of their mother or their sister or some childhood trauma when they were five, then they're going to, where everybody's acting like five-year-olds right now. But if you remember five-year-olds on the playground, right, they have this, um, they have a big fight, and then they're friendly the next, you know, the adults carry it longer than the kids do. They have this big fight, and then they get back together again. So I'm very leery with eclipses. I mean, unless somebody croaks, you know, obviously they've moved on to another dimension. I'm very leery of breakups on eclipses because what they're really designed for is to flashpoint us, to help us see our path better, and to help us see where maybe we're not doing our path or where we're doing our path but perhaps not doing it in a way that we should or we're bringing up some of our old stuff that we're supposed to let go of. You know, we've always been a little worried that we're not lovable and then partner dumps us and it goes, oh, my God, I'm not lovable. It's like, no, no, it's it's your old stuff coming up. Remember, the world is a mirror for us. That's it. And I've had three people quote me back what I said last week after I returned from my Jung conference. That That which is unconscious comes to us as fate. I'm going to say it again. That which is unconscious comes to us as fate. So the universe is trying to make you conscious. It's trying to make you see your role, your choices, your options, and to understand your efficacy in being able to build your life. And it's also pointing out where you're not so good, where you don't do it so great. And that's okay. It's okay. We're not perfect little critters. That's just not how we're built. But going back in and hugging that little five-year-old that's feeling abandoned or lost or sad, that is your job. Go take care of yourself. Do not worry about what's going on in the world. Self-nurture. Take care of yourself, especially if you're depressed or sad. Go hang out and cuddle. You know, if you've been, I had somebody here the other day, and they were, they've been sober like six years, and they were, they decided they didn't want to go to AA anymore. I've had like four or five people come and say they don't want to go to AA anymore. And I'm kind of like, all right, well, if you think you can do it without it, that's good. But they were like, yeah, and I want to drink too. I don't think I'm a drunk. I'm like, all right, well, you know, <laughs> your sobriety has been hard won. Uh, but that's the other thing is there's a regressive quality to these eclipses. So don't go picking up your old stuff. You know, what's her name was in the hospital. She'd sobered up and then you do a, you know, you do a little drug. You do the drug the way you used to do it and your body just isn't up for it because you've been sober for a while. So she got hospitalized. Who was it? Demi Lovato, I think, right? I might be spreading false rumors, but I believe that's who got put in the hospital. Um, so, you know, just if you're an alcoholic or a drug addict, this is a real opportunity to to regress and go bad. So double down, you know. Don't go thinking, yeah, you've got it beat. You might, you might, totally might. I'm not going to say you don't. But there's a tendency to go back to bad old habits or bad old things. If your ghosts come back, people that you know from your past, talk to them because they do need to tell you something. And then you can understand. So I had somebody call and uh, this person who she's had a relationship on and off with, but he's kind of enmeshed with his ex-wife. And, you know, he, he did a three-day a three day version of what he did for like a year or two. And it was really like, do you see it's not your fault? This is his issue. 
You know, he's so enmeshed he can't give himself happiness. Uh, watch where you're enmeshed. Watch where you're cutting off your life and not giving yourself happiness. Watch where you're not giving yourself your path. That's the other place to pay attention to. All right, so let's do the planet. Sun this week goes from 7 Leo to 14 Leo, moves about a degree a day. So any planets in your chart between 7 and 14 are getting woken up. Um, the sun has a semi-square to Venus on the 30th, which makes him, that's Tuesday, which makes him a little stressed out about stuff. And then he also has a bunch of quintiles, uh, quintiles to Saturn and Neptune, inviting him to start a new journey. Now, there's not a particular aspect for sun and uh, for sun and uh, multiple quintile suns. It probably should be because lately that's been happening a bit. But the quintile to Saturn that the sun makes says, okay, this is the structure of your life. This is what you've built. This is where you are. Are you happy with it? You know, and if you're not, tweak it. Quintile by quintiles are nice aspects, and then it goes to Neptune, and it goes, okay, that dream accomplished. What does, what's the next dream? Quick, twi- tweak it by quintile Neptune. Tweak the dream. And uh, what what are we working for? What are we what are we here for? What's our spiritual purpose? Why are why are you here? Uh, all those existential questions. That's on August first and second when that lovely little moon is in Aries, and you're kind of going, wow, what am I, where am I, who am I? You know, it's a where am I, who am I, the first and the second. And then the sun squares Jupiter on the sixth, which is a little bit of overdoing. That's next Monday. But we're going to feel the buildup over that weekend, um, over the weekend when when the moon is in Taurus. So the week, the moon in Taurus has got nice aspects. So if you've got something going that weekend, you know, it's definitely a fun one. And it's a really nice meeting uh, relationship. I have a couple of people who met under similar aspects. I had like three clients and two students who all met on the same day. Uh, and it was a similar day to next weekend. So if you if you're looking for love, or you're looking for something fun to do, <laughs> go out on the weekend and see. And you're in the middle of eclipses, you got a Sun-Jupiter aspect, you got the Moon exalted in Taurus, you got the Sun in its rulership. It could be really nice. Of course, everything's retrograde, so you're going to know them from a past life, but that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Mercury, of course, is still retrograde, and he goes from 22 Leo back to 18 Leo. And he is arguing with Venus uh, Monday, so we're having a little cantankerous energy around cantankerous energy around money and value. And then he helps clean up the house and fix things up, or get communication in order, or move forward on things. July 31st, lots of changes with relationships on the 4th of August, as he parallels Juno or partnerships, or maybe meeting someone. Like I said, that weekend's got nice aspects for for honey. Meeting the honey, uh, or making a baby, or doing something creative that's fun. Uh, Mercury is also in conjunct Pluto on August 5th, and that invites us to um, adjust our lives and look and say, well, you know, creatively, this is what I thought I wanted to do, but uh, psychologically I was held back a little bit, so now I'm going to give myself permission. Remember, Mercury's going to have three aspects to Pluto, which is allowing you to go deep, deep, deep. Venus this week is moving quick. She's going from 20 Virgo all the way to Libra. She enters Libra next week on August 6th. Um, So she's wrapping everything up and zoom, zoom this week in the last degrees of Virgo. So she has a hard aspect to the nodes of fate on the 29th uh, today, um, which gives her um, a lot of energy around, 
you know, how she's going to behave and what she's going to do. And then in choices, making choices about things. Then she has a square to Vesta, which uh, happens on the 30th, Monday the 30th, which is, okay, cleaning out the home and hearth and allowing that to be in a better place. And what do you really need? She has crabby aspects on the 1st and 2nd to Eris. Again, crabby women in the news, this beginning part of the week, because um, Venus is aspecting Eris and Virgo and uh, pushing us you know, to look at things and how they need to change or watching how things need to change. And then Venus is parallel uh, Athena, which is giving us a new strategic approach. That happens on the 3rd. And then there's um, she has a hard aspect to Athena on the 6th and Jupiter. And then she enters Libra on August 6th, next Monday at 727. So she's got a lot of energy this week as she zips through that last section of Virgo. And, of course, when she's in Virgo, she's in high organizing mood. When she goes into Libra, she's going to be in Libra through, um, I think, September sometime. Let me look. Uh, yeah, she's in Libra through September 9th. Um, Mars this week has got a square to Uranus. That's the big excitement of the week. Mars square Uranus is sudden and unexpected energies, and of course it's taking the energy from the eclipse and moving it forward. Um, and he doesn't meet up with the nodes of fate until next week, but when he meets the nodes of fate, we're going to have like another part of the eclipse. So Mars square Uranus on August 1st is big breakup energy. And then he has a sextile to Chiron <clears throat> on the 3rd, which is, okay, that was that hurt, and then he kind of figures out what he wants to do. Now, remember, Mars is an Aquarius. He is moving retrograde. So a lot of the stuff that he's doing right now, he's going to reverse when we get to the end of August. So I'm always, when people break up or they get dumped or there's a bunch of stuff, and remember, all those planets in the sky are retrograde. Every, virtually everybody's retrograde. Mercury's retrograde, Vesta's retrograde, Saturn's retrograde, Pluto's retrograde, Mars is retrograde, the nodes are retrograde, um, Moon doesn't go retrograde. Neptune's retrograde. Chiron's retrograde. Eris is retrograde. And Taurus, Uranus is going to go retrograde in a week or so. Um, so uh, everybody's backwards. So the world is moving backwards to go forwards. We're looking back to go forwards. So look back at your past. Understand what's triggering you. And it is dramatic. You know, there are sudden unexpected endings. People are ending relationships. Uh, if it's with a dramatic flair, it might not be over because it should be a, you know, I realized something, and that's the space we should end it in. Um, but again, if we're not conscious, it's going to feel faded. Uh, Jupiter is going between um, 14 Scorpio and 14 Scorpio 24, though he's moving very slowly. But he has a sextile to series, making him very creative on the 31st wants to create stuff. He also is opposite Juno, which on the 3rd of August, which is an opportunity to reconcile or reconnect with partner. And then he also is square Athena, uh, uh, which is having a CR pa patterns in a new way. And those guys are both hanging out on the world point. Uh, so we're all going to, as Jupiter's coming on to the world point, 15 Scorpio, but he's in orb of it. And so we start to feel this is a big, a big, public thing that everybody's going to see. Saturn is biquintile, um, Sedna. Uh, she is the Inuit um, ocean goddess, and she was sacrificed. So Saturn in a biquintile says, you know, you can't continue to sacrifice. Sacrifice is good. We like it. We appreciate it. But it has to be for a bigger purpose. 
So there's a reflection on sacrificing and, and how you sacrifice, and that'll be next weekend on the 5th. Um, and then Neptune is opposite series, uh, so there's a lot of energy around creation. And he also has a biquintile to Athena on the 29th. So he says, understand your patterns. Do you see them? Do you recognize them? Are you clear about what they are? And, you know, to the extent that you go, yeah, yeah, actually I am kind of clear about what the, what they are. And then we also have um, Vesta stationing uh, to turn direct, and that's going to happen on August 1st. So there's a desire there to freshen up and change your home and your hearth and move things forward in a new way. So that's the scoop. Now, if you had the eclipse, we had the eclipse on Friday. Uh, you know, I recommend, because it is such a big eclipse, I recommend sitting down, looking at where the eclipse took place in your chart, and doing a little ritual around what you want to bring in and what you want to let go of. Right? So we did it Friday afternoon here at the office, because the eclipse is in my office house, um, and you can do it today, you can do it tomorrow. It's a nice Virgo, uh, Pisces moon, Aquarius moon, Pisces moon. Um, all helpful, all pushing you forward and kind of, you know, in, inspirational energy with those. So just take some time and meditate. Eclipses are powerful movers of energy. And think about what you want to shift, what you want to change in your life and how you want to change it, more importantly. What would you like to do to move towards it? And just take some time this weekend to do that. It's a lovely, uh, it's a lovely energy. It's a very potent eclipse. It's got Hammer of Thor. It's got all this clearing out energy, and it really is designed to make help all of us move forward in our lives on our path in the direction we're supposed to be going. So have a have a good week. It is a little intense. We're still working with the emotions, and because the eclipse point is triggered a couple times especially with the Mars Uranus square, there can be lots of departures this week too. Okay, so take care. Talk to you all next week. This is Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Bye-bye.